Hello and welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast. Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo. How are you doing this week, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Busy week. Also, lots of stuff going on, but uh, but it's been good and good road trip for our Panthers out west. Um, I know I see a lot of people on Twitter, you know, complaining because the games are later, so they got to stay up later uh, if they want to watch them because it's the, the 10 p.m. Eastern time starts. Not really an issue for you because you are at west. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's nice. Feel jealous of you for that, but, um, but yeah, so far, I think, you know, sol- solid road trip from, from the Panthers here. Uh, yeah. Didn't quite get the start they wanted in Calgary. Um, yeah. And I mean, this is the second time they played Calgary in a, you know, a short kind of span here. And these, they're two teams who to me play very, very different styles of hockey. Like they're both effective, but it's very, very different. And it, it to me in both games it came down to which team was dictating the way the game was played. I thought uh, Florida did a really good job of that in the first matchup against the Flames, uh, and then in this one the Flames were kind of able to play their grind down trap style of mm-hmm. hockey uh, and, and get the job done. And mind you, the odds uh, hockey odds are that if two good teams play consecutive games or like like this in a short goes, span, yeah, in a short span that one team's going to get one and the other team's going to get the other. That's just like, it like, happens a lot. It, it happens a when lot. There's two that's good teams. Like, it happens a lot. Yeah, exactly. Historically, that's, that's what happens. Yeah. And so, I, know, I mean, yeah, you wish you would have gotten like maybe at least a point, but it's like, you can't really dwell on that. And they, they bounce back like, like really, really well. Yeah. Especially Bobrovsky. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's a tough start. And like, the Panthers have been so good at home this year, uh, as everyone knows. Like they're just dominant on home ice, but away from uh, FLA Live Arena, it's been kind of a different story. They've been closer to average on the road, right? Right. And so you get off to that start on your road trip, you're like, oh no, it's it's one of these. You build up all this momentum at home. You're scoring so many goals. You get out. You're on the road, um, and you only put one past the, the Flames there. Um, but then you get to Edmonton, and slow start for the Panthers. Like, I mean, and you kind of expect that. I think the Panthers did too. And I think part of it's slow start for the Panthers, but also just you're going up against a desperate Oilers team. Yeah. Right. You're going up against a team that's just searching for answers and coming up with nothing. I mean, they did get a win last night against the flames, but they were looking for answers and they didn't get it in that one. Um, so a slow start from the Panthers, but Sergei Bobrovsky, uh, unbelievable in that one he was so good and like i i didn't get to watch the entirety of the game i got to watch most of the first period um the you know he he just looked he looked confident 
he got big. He did get out of position a few times, you know, trying to like overcompensate for, for a puck, um, like for puck movement. Uh, And there were a few like pucks that trickled through, but they didn't go in. So like, as it, it was also like on the Oilers for not capitalizing on some of the opportunities and Bob did his job. Yeah, he did his job. He did exactly what you want from him in, in that game. And yeah, cool thing is really strong. I think someone tweeted out the expected goals and it was like Bobrovsky saved the amount of expected goals that Edmonton allowed over the average. So goaltending yeah. really coming into effect in that one. Um, so brilliant game for him. He had the huge save. I think it was Pugliarvi in the first, like close to the end of the period. He made a big save against him. Um and I think, I think most people, I think it's just like, Bobrovsky's been so good this year, but he hadn't had a shutout up until that point, yeah. right? He'd been close yeah. so many times, uh, especially over the last, you know, few weeks. Uh, so for him to get that one, uh, to get the shutout there, I think is just huge. And, you know, the, the team was playing for that towards the end of the game when it's, you know, out of reach. You've done, the offense showed up. Um, and then you're just trying to hold on for, for Bob. Right. I mean, Owen Tippett, who had been buzzing, the entire game. Well, yeah, I was going to, I was about finally, to tip finally got one at the end. Um, and I, I couldn't think of a guy who deserved one more again, like on that night than, than Tibbet. He was unbelievable. Like to me, like he's had a bad season, right? The reality is like, especially based on the way he finished last season too, like it's been underwhelming for him this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a lot of people are underwhelmed by what he's done. He goes down to the AHL. He plays, I think, two two games down there. He plays really well. He comes up, a bit more confidence. I think that was Owen Tippett's best game as a Panther. I I think it like very well could have been. Like, I, he was all know, he, over it. Yeah, he went back down to he had two two points per game in in the AHL for those two games he he spent there. But like he really he he looked huge, like against the Oilers. He's not like the biggest guy. He's, you know, he's a big guy, but he, he looked like he was using his space and taking it. Yeah. Like and, you, it's the assertiveness. Right. And yeah. I think that comes from the confidence that, that he was able to get down there in Charlotte where, yeah, I think a lot of times this year, he just, he didn't look like the player we saw at the end of last season. Right. Um, and I think part of that, you know, maybe bumped down a little bit less usage um, with some of the, the new players coming in. Um, but for him to have that kind of game, I think is huge, uh, for this team. It's, you know, it's something I hope he can continue, uh, over the next little while. Um, but really encouraging sign, I think, to see that from, from Owen Tippett. Right. And obviously, you know, the big guns showed up, um, not going to lie, not going to lie. I mean, they, they were, they benefited from the Oilers being so desperate and Koskin and not doing so well recently. Um, I thought there was definitely like two or three goals that Koskin and would want back. Um, most likely. Yeah. Like for the most part, it, credit, credit to the defense for, there were some really, really important block shots in that game too. Um, you know, just really, really good sticks around the net. Um, so credit there. And then the offense just, did what it does and scored six goals. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a slower start for them. I mean, they run. I think they were lucky to not be down after that first period. Yeah, uh, and the goaltending kept a minute, and then you give them a bit of time to get into gear. 
Um, and there's, you know, there's nothing Edmonton can do about it really. Uh, and then last night, um, we got a rare low scoring win for the Florida Panthers going up against the Vancouver Canucks and arguably one of the greatest goalies in league history, Spencer Martin, the battle of the Spencers. Boy, did he look good. He really did. He really looked good. I was not really familiar with him prior to last night and didn't get to watch the game again, but got to listen to the, to the end, uh, watch a bit of overtime. Um, yeah, where, I mean, the Panthers just like lived in the, in the Canucks zone and overtime there. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, pretty impressed with, with Spencer Martin and then, what can you do in a shootout against? I mean, Anton Lundell and Sasha Barkov. There's nothing you can do. It simply isn't. I mean, Barkov going with the one hand move. Um, we were talking just before we started recording. I don't know how you get that much strength on a on a one hand shot. Right. Like, like I'm trying to think. I have my sticks in the corner here. I might have to try it out. Um, like, I cannot comprehend like how hard it is. It's ridiculous. It's, like, you need so much forearm like wrist strength to pull that off yeah and he just makes it look effortless and he make the release is so quick yeah well and it's because he's such a big player too like you can move the puck laterally so much right and it's so hard for a goal i think spencer knight was talking about it after the game too about you know going up against those guys in, in practice and shootout drills um and a big game last night for spencer knight yeah uh, <clears throat> which is which is great to see for for him um because he's had his struggles this year um for a lot of it i think you know most people are disappointed in him um i think we you know we probably are a little bit but at the end of the yeah. day he's a 20 year old goalie it's hard to like knock him like I, you see people going out calling him a bust and it's like well there's not many 20 year old goalies in the league the fact that he's in the league and he's you know getting some games is, is a good sign i think and clearly there's a lot of growth, but there's a really good player there already. Mm-hmm. I think for him to have that game last night, again, just similar to Owen Tippett, the confidence you can gain from, from a performance like that. Um, Absolutely. And I mean, not to take anything away from the, from either teams, but something has to be said, the only two goals allowed in that game, other than the shootout like goals were on the power play. Yeah. So like, it's it's not you know the, both guys did incredibly well and then whenever like the odds are against you on the power play right like yeah you're outnumbered so um it, there, there's something to be said about the the goaltending in that game and yeah it's it was it was really fun and then, as you said the the move I was kind of disappointed Martin was with the Huberdo. Um, Forsberg the entire way. Oh yeah, I I don't think it was executed fast enough. Yeah, I agree. And it, it just it looked a little too slow. I remember <laughs> the the guys. I was listening to it on the radio, and the guys. I was I I had the the Canucks broadcast on Sportsnet because the Florida guys are not the Florida radio is not in Vancouver. They're in Florida. Right. And I'm pretty sure they don't get any crowd noise, which just it feels weird to just listen to 
essentially two guys live podcast a game. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds an awful lot like what we do. Every- yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, and they were saying, because Pedersen went after Huberto, they were like speculating whether Pedersen would do the Forsberg because Pedersen has done the Forsberg before. And then Pedersen just ended up shooting it at Spencer Knight. Um, and they, they were not happy with that. Well, I wouldn't be either. No. I mean, I'm never, I never go in the shootout anyways, because, you know, <laughs> you got to go real deep in the lineup for that. Uh, but, yeah, great game. And, yeah, for Spencer Knight, and I think, you know, you're the you know, the Panthers, you're playing on a back-to-back, you're tired. On a back-to-back, you need good goaltending. Like, that's the reality of it, because you're not going to be able to put forward your best after just because you're tired. Um, and so to see them get a, you know, get the two points out of that one, I think it is huge and shows uh, kind of the versatility of this team. They can win in multiple different ways. You know, they don't always need to score nine goals. Mm-hmm. Um, so really impressive. Also love the video of Radko Gudis in the box of that water. Hilarious. <laughs> what a guy. He just couldn't find one. Yeah. It's a tough one. It's like, how, how is there not water there? Like, there's only two penalties before <laughs> no. his. Like, so unless, like, I think... I Somebody's who, not doing their job. No. And, and Radko is not a fan. No, and that's that's on the Canucks equipment staff. Yeah, but I think I think the boys love it. I think Duclair tweeted at the video, too. So yeah. he, he enjoyed the content. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and I, I was fortunate enough to uh, to hammer down Panthers' money line for that game. So um, Of course, it's, it's easy money. Easy money, yeah. Easy money, and I'm then... A bit nervous, but... It's all good. I knew it's it was all good. Work out. Oh yeah, it always does. And then a big one tonight against uh, you know Seattle Kraken. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Kind of nearing up the western portion of, of the road trip. Um, so it should should be a fun one. Kraken are kind of a weird team this year. Yeah, like their goaltending's been bad. Um, except when they played the Panthers last time, Chris Drieger was unbelievable. Uh, I remember that, but um, he was yeah. yeah. Yeah, should 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 be a good game. Uh, we'll tune into that one, another late one. Um, but yeah, great stuff from the Panthers. One other thing before we kind of move on to our, our ad read in the second part of the show, Alexander Barkov, not the last man in for the All Star game. Thoughts? Man, I was frustrated. I casted nine votes for him. Uh-huh. I, yeah. Well, that was our, that was our original idea for last episode of the podcast. That we were just gonna live record us as we vote for Barkov because that's our level of creativity. Um, I think I got the other three though. I voted yeah. for Troy Terry. I voted for Zabanajad. Or yeah, I think I would have voted for Zabanajad in that. Yeah. Hard. I don't, I don't know. And then, and then he got replaced by Gensel because he's injured. Yeah. And Gensel's good. And then good. I voted for Kadri. Yeah, and Kadri deserved to be there. He's one of the big snubs. Yeah. Um, so nice to see like, him. Kadri is incredibly good until you get to playoffs, and then he just gets suspended. Well, yeah, but, you know, that's just what he does. You know, you had to take, you know, the good and the bad with a player like that. Uh, but, yeah, it's one of the things, like, it's a bit disappointing because it's like, I think Barkov deserves to be there. I mean, you look what he's doing over, you know, these last few games, too. He's been excellent. Um, he deserves to be an all-star, but at the same time, am I upset at the fact that he's going to get a bit of a rest there, stay at home with some family and, you know, recover a bit. We know he's had some injuries this year. Like I'm not that upset about you know that part of it. 
it's one of those things where it's like he deserves to be there, but he's not there. And it's like, you know what, it might be better for him and for the team going on, you know, a playoff run here. Yeah. Um, so, so it's, you know, it is what it is, but he deserves, and, you know, Stamkos has had a good year too, even though it's, it's Tampa. So gross, but, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Um, we'll get into talking about some trade stuff. Cause there's a lot of, uh, trade speculation and things going on. Uh, but before we do, just a quick word here from our good friends over at DraftKings. Uh, we're on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the action of the divisional round, and everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay. Trade speculation. Jacob Chitrin. We mentioned him a few episodes back when we were talking about what could the Panthers be doing closer to the deadline. We identified defense, probably the biggest thing they could look to upgrade. We talked about, you know, a few names, Jacob Chitrin, one of them. Um, what are your, first of all, what are your thoughts on Jacob Chitrin as a player? Because he, he had a really good year last year, a bit of a slow year this year, but in his absolute fairness, Arizona sucks. Arizona sucks, and he's getting paid $4.5 million. Yeah. Like, he, he is definitely top five best defenseman contracts in the NHL right now. I still think the absolute best, and this will never change, is Shea Theodore in Vegas. It's unbelievable. It's – I, like – legitimately unbelievable i cannot yeah, comprehend yeah it's, it's an unbelievable deal and i remember because chase theodore went to uh free agency that offseason rfa and he was in a similar in terms of his on ice performance he was kind of in a similar zone as darnell nurse and josh morrissey as three kind of big rfa defensemen the oilers chose to bridge nurse the jets chose to bridge morrissey and vegas went long term with theodore like and, he's he's such a stud, but you know I put Chikrin in that in that category of you're just getting so much more than what you're paying for. Absolutely, uh, I think he's an unbelievable defenseman in terms of his play style. I mean, he scores a lot of goals for a defenseman. He's big, physical, he's mobile. I see a lot of the same things in him that I see in Aaron Ekblad on the Panthers. Yeah, right. Like I think he's that type of guy. Maybe not to the same level as Aaron Ekblad, but he's a very good defenseman who has struggled this year on a, on a very, very bad team. The only maybe hesitant part of that would be that the sample size for him really isn't huge because he was, 
he was a high draft pick, but he he fell a bit uh, due to some stuff in his draft year. Uh, and Arizona obviously making the deal so they can they can select him. And then he had some injuries after that where it's he had the he had a really good year uh, the year before this one, but the sample size for him isn't big. But he is a 23 year old defenseman locked up for a few more years at four and a half million. Right. And yeah, I think that if, if you're the Panthers and you want to be competitive for years to come, you're already in a good spot. This would just like yeah, blow. You, this would honestly, first of all, it wouldn't be fair for the rest of the league. And second it, of all, I, 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 it would blow my mind if the Panthers could acquire chicken. Yeah. And then we just, yeah, you need what, what, one of the reasons the Panthers are so good and what Bill Zito's done really, really well is getting value contracts, right? Even after bringing guys in that are cheap, re-signing them to still very cheap deals, like what Verhage resigned for, what Duclair resigned for, what are is signed for, what uh, Bennett is signed for. Like they're all on really, really cost-effective deals. Bringing in Chitron is another one of those. And I think to be competitive and to build around the guys that are getting paid fair value, like Barkov, like Huberto well next year, and Bobrovsky maybe a bit over market value. But you need cheap guys to surround – cheap good players to surround uh, those players. That's what uh, uh, Chikrin can be. And the fact that he's a local product as well I think is really appealing uh, for, for a non-traditional hockey market to be able to bring in, you know, a high-end defenseman that's from your area to play for uh, his local team I think is – would be really cool to see. Yeah, yeah, it, it really would. I well, like we got to speculate what the return would be, right? Yeah. So, in the so initial, according to Jeff Merrick, well, I think we should go off the initial report, which was that the Coyotes had asked for Lundell Knight in a first. Thoughts? Get the fuck out! Absolutely not. Never. Yeah. Like, 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 are, like unless, I can't even make sense of it. That is just like absurd. It, 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 it seems like the type of, like, I, I think that's the type of trade a bad team would like, you would make that trade if you don't know what you're doing as a GM. Yeah. I'm trying to think, would you trade, would you trade one of those two guys? Would you trade Lundell or Knight in a deal? I'd be more likely to trade Knight. I think I, would, I, I I don't think I would. I honestly don't think I would. Yeah, like if I had to pick, I, I love I, both guys so much. Like they're so good and they're so young. Yeah, like I, I think if you had to trade one of the two, it would be Knight. But yeah, I, like you said, they are so good and they are so young that, and I think the upside is so high for both those guys in terms of what they're going to be. I mean, it's their first full season in the league for both those guys. Anton Lindell, he's in the mix for the Calder Trophy. He's been an effective two-way guy for, for most of the year when he's not been hurt. I don't think you should trade away a player with his type of potential. And for Spencer Knight, even if you're not the biggest Spencer Knight fan, right, there is a very good raw tool set with, with Spencer Knight in terms of his size and athleticism and the fact that he's so young. You need – the reality is when you're paying Bobrovsky as much as you are, you need a cheap goaltending option. And that's what Spencer Knight gives you. Yeah. Right. And he, he will be cheap for years to come. Like his bridge deal, I don't think will be over $4 million. No. 
And so I don't think you can risk trading away Spencer Knight and then you have Bobrovsky, who's been very good this season, but we've seen in previous seasons that he hasn't been good. And if he struggles, bad goaltending can, can screw a team and you don't necessarily have the ability to go out and pay $4 million or $5 million for a tandem guy. Yeah. Right. You don't want to do that. You, you don't, you're not going to have the space for it. Right. So I think you have to keep both those guys. The first round pick, I don't care about. It's in two, It would be in two years. Yeah. I don't have one the, this year. Because of the Reinhardt deal. Yeah. Which, I mean, remember when that guy tweeted out that Sam Reinhardt was like an absolute bust on the Panthers and then Sam Reinhardt's been like, well, like over a point per game since? I, I, yeah. I don't get why people are just like not buying into it. Yeah. I don't get it if he'd been really bad, but like he hadn't been that bad. He'd been fine. But it's exactly. also like a new team, new place, get settled, find your place in the lineup. Yeah. You know, with like COVID, like guys are in and out. You're never really playing on the same line. Like it, it was just, yeah, uncalled for. Yeah. Uncalled for and incorrect, I think is the, the overall takeaway yes. from that one. Um, but I, I have no problem giving away the, the first round pick in two years. As good as that 2023 draft is, right. And there's, you know, a lot of hype around guys like Bedard and Mitchkov and uh, Adam Fantilli. Uh, Panthers aren't picking in that top 10 most likely. No, not at all. So I think you're fine giving that up and you got some, some prospects here or there. So and if, if you really wanted a first, <laughs> you could recoup that value very easily by trading an asset. Like the Panthers have multiple, multiple assets that are worth the first round pick. Exactly. Uh, and I don't think they find themselves in a spot where that would even come exactly. into play. Exactly. Um, so what do you, what would you be willing to give up for, for a player like Jake, for, for Jacob Chicken. So I think we, we talked about it last time. We speculated. Um, my, where I was at was a first round pick, obviously. Uh, I think you could go. Well, okay. So the rumored, what Jeff Merrick said yesterday is that uh, he was thinking the Panthers were, you know, in the mix and maybe one of the front runners and that, the Coyotes were looking for two former first round picks and a future first round pick. Yeah. Right. And so. I think, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm wondering is, is Dennis Senko in the mix? Because I would, I would probably trade him. Yeah. Well, first, uh, first of all, I want to talk about how ridiculous that statement is. They want two first round pick players because like, that is such a variation in, in player that could mean anything. Exactly. Right? Not every first round picks the same. And the reality is there's some bad first round picks that like shouldn't have been first round picks. And there are much better players that went like in rounds. Can I interest you in first overall pick Joe Thornton? He's a first Ooh, rounder. Like, that's you know, like I was going to say, are you interested in like, and it's not for Florida, but like former first rounder, like Tyler Boucher, like, right. Not, like you went in the first round technically, but like, there are much better players who didn't go in the first round. Exactly. So I, I, so that I is see, your criteria is weird. Yeah. So I think the way I see it right now is like, I, the, like what I would give up would probably be Denisenko, Ludwig, and Vetrano. Well, Vetrano doesn't really have much value because he is the the ufa that's more to kind of if you're trying to make money work yeah and i feel like they just need a roster player too yeah i mean i yeah i watched like andrew ladd play like 15 minutes the other night 
So they can probably yeah, use some players. Uh, like I think I think like yeah, I don't I don't know if Arizona takes that though. No, like it's, but they're it's but, tough. But if they're asking for a for the first rounder and Tippett and Denisenko, that's different. But I do think they need a D back in Arizona. Is they not? You don't think so? Not when they got Ilya Labushkin patrolling the blue line. That's nonsense. Not when they have Panthers legend Anton Strawman patrolling the blue line. Not when they have f- Calder runner up Shane Gostisbehere on the blue line. That's, that's true. That, that's true. Like they, they those are got. They have do all. They those even guys. need a forward either. Do they even need prospect? Do they even need anything? I've heard Lou Erickson's had a real resurgence over there in the desert. Exactly. So like maybe you, maybe Arizona needs to give up more. Really, like the way I see it. Realistically, why are they not? Why is Arizona selling? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, like, I think yeah. Like if, you know, if, I, I I like it's it's tough to say that like tip. I would include Tippett in the deal because I have such a recency bias with that Edmonton game. Yeah, it's one of the I, things where like you can like when he's on his game, you see what he can do, and it's like do it all the time and you've got a hell of a player exactly to me it's like as good as Owen Tippett I like I like I'm a big Owen Tippett guy too right but to me like and I think like he's like his value like you're the Panthers you're trying to win now right that's what's most important is contending this year and the next few years I don't think having Owen Tippett on your third line helps you as much like it helps you anywhere close to having Jacob Chikrin in your top four. Right. And I think a key here is that Owen Tippett is an RFA and will cost not much. You think it's going to be not much? I don't know how you justify that much. I, I, I don't know how much it's going to be. Like, it's going to just be a bridge deal, right? Yeah. It's bridge. Like, deal. He's not going to want to sign a long term thing. No. And he's probably not taking a bridge over two mil. He's probably not getting that. Okay, well then I'm in this economy, in this exactly tax-free state. So it, it's it's tough. Like I don't want to get rid of Tippett, but at the end of the day, if that's what it costs to win an extra round to get to the cup final to win a cup, pay it. I I would pay it any day of the week. Yeah, no, I think like and if, yeah, I think if Arizona would would accept that offer, um, then that's the offer I'm I'm throwing out there. Like I would be fine with that. As much as I like Tippett and I like Denisenko a little bit too, like if they're willing to take that, then I'm doing the deal. And I yeah, they I don't know if they want a defenseman prospect, sure, swap in like Gilden or Ludwig. Although I do yeah. love Johnny Ludwig. I do love Johnny Ludwig. Apparently, like a fantastic fighter which is what the Panthers need. I mean, can you imagine you're an opposing player? You come down the ice and who's, who's patrolling the blue line. It's Ludwig and Gudis. You're fucked. You are like I'd be terrified. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, um, I think Tippett, Denisenko in a first, is that enough for Arizona? I don't know. It depends on how they view those two prospects really and whether they're willing to take the first in two years instead of this year. But if I'm I them, mean, I there, ru- there's also the possibility. Do you, do you offer a first and a third in 23 
Do you offer a first and 23 and a fourth and 22? Like there, there is possibility to add on another pick to offset. Yeah. Some like, like the- I would, yeah. Like I'll build around, like that would be the core of the trade. And if it's not enough, I'll throw a couple little things in there. Yeah. But obviously that, that's you the, can't, the meat of the trade. Yeah. I think you, the problem is that you cannot give up any good assets, uh, trade, uh, draft assets this upcoming draft. Well, yeah, you don't, you don't have the, you, you just don't have it. And, you don't have a first. You don't have a second. You're not going to give up a third. That's your first pick in the draft. Like, and then, and then you're looking at a fourth, which just is nothing near right enough. Right. Would you be willing to trade Mackie Samuskevich in a trade? I know you are. Well, you know, I am like the sample size is so small. So we, it either has tremendous upside or tremendous downside. There's no other way. Um, I think, I think I would tend to agree with you and I would lead towards yes. Yeah. Like, like I'm a big Mackie Zamaskevich guy. Like we, we don't, we know this, right. But mm-hmm. to get a player like Jacob Chikrin, like I don't see a Jacob Chikrin in the Panthers system and I don't like in there. It's hard to get a player like that, especially at that cost control. Exactly. So yeah, if, if it comes down to, you can have two of Sam Muscovich, Denisenko and Tippett and a first rounder. If that's get, if that's what gets it done, I'm, I'm doing it, yeah. but I'm not taking away one down one night from this team because if you're the Panthers, ideally you want to add without subtracting, even yeah. if the addition's more than subtraction. Yeah. And you, you've got to remember Maggie Sam Muscovich, was a goal per game at the World Juniors. He was absolutely a goal per game in that very, very short World Juniors. Great. Now, that was one game. However, stats don't lie. Stats don't lie. And we said, like, again, because he's on a deep team in, in, you know, at Michigan there too this year. And he's hovering right around where we thought he would. We'll see how he finishes out the year. But, I mean, we're both – I mean, I love Mackie Samuskevich. He's got all the skill in the world. Right. So if, like, but if, but if, but if I can get it done, because I don't see like Matthew Samuels coach realistically, like what is he at the NHL level? He's probably a second line winger, especially on this Panthers team. And that to me is not more valuable than a top four defenseman. And that's a second line winger in three seasons at the earliest, I think. Yeah. And like your window to win is now. And like, I know you don't want to empty the cupboards completely, but empty them a little to get a little bit closer. I mean, that's what teams that win do uh, and have done for, for a long time at Tampa. Like they traded away a lot of picks and a right. lot of good young players in order to get to be the team that they are. Pittsburgh did the same. And they also found some great picks uh, players later in the draft. But <clears throat> to me, yeah, like I think if, if the options there and the price isn't too high, I think this is a trade the Panthers absolutely should make. Yeah. I, I, I think that if you can get I think if you can get Chikrin without having to give up what they were asking for in London or night, I think I think you pull the trigger. Yeah, I think mean, this immediately like like this solidifies the Stanley Cup contender status for the Florida Panthers. Yeah. And it's nice too, or it's like I'm not because like I think this fan base, like I have all the faith in the world in Bill Zito. Right. Mm-hmm. And I trust his judgment and decision making. 
So if he's making the move and whatever he's given up, like I trust that he knows what he's doing. He's proven right. that in the short time he's been here. Yeah. Um, it's every, every move he makes, we just go like, how? Yeah. And it, it's, a lot of times too, like it works out for the other teams as well. Like we like Panthers got Sam Reinhart. Great for them. And the, the Sabres got a great pick or a, you know, a great player in Devin Levi. Like a lot of the moves have worked out for other teams. Yeah. Like Mike I mean, Matheson has been better in Pittsburgh than he has been in Florida. Yeah. But he's also, he, but, but he's signed for forever. Exactly. He's overpaid. Um, it's like, it's rare. Like there's so many trades that Zito's made that are just kind of like wins for both sides. Absolutely. But more so wins for the Panthers. Yeah. Uh, overall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see what he does. We'll see what, you know, what kind of stuff happens uh, kind of closer to the deadline. Uh, but I think, yeah, that does it for, for this one. Uh, thanks to everyone tuning and listening. Uh, we'll be back next Monday with a brand new episode and we'll see you all then.